Officer Washburn. That's funny. Is having a bad month. Three cars you total. That is 11 points on your license. Don't take my license, please. It's gone. But luckily for Officer Washburn, he lives in New York City. 36 in Broadway. Step on it. You jumped in the right cab today. I don't usually stop for white guys. My way of balancing the universe. <laughs> Safety, mother. You took a cab to a bank robbery? Don't worry about speed limits, realize nothing. I'm still running this meter. Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch with me, Luke, here in Chicago. And me, Katie, here in Los Angeles. Katie, Katie, Katie. I feel, lose, lose, lose. I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. That's how it goes, though. Word, yeah. Especially because uh, we did a little movie magic when we did those last couple episodes, and so <laughs> uh, spoiler audience, those were recorded back to back. Ooh, yeah. Trade. Yeah, pulling the curtain back a little bit and letting people yeah. see how the fucking how the how the big <laughs> the dogs BTS. do it here in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, you're in Hollywood. I'm not, but well, North Hollywood. North Hollywood. Not like. <laughs> we're all the we're all Not the, like the big guns. We're all the riff raff hangout. <laughs> yeah, we all travel in packs and fucking, snap our fingers and dance in a unit. You're at the fucking salty spittoon. Hell yeah, dude! You gotta. Meanwhile, I'm at Super Weenie Hut Junior. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, they got they got good teeth at Super Weenie Hut Junior. They do. Oh well, just right. I'm gonna give the audience a heads up. Um, yes, I'm going to be taking a leave of absence from this show for like three weeks. Uh, cause if you haven't heard in previous episodes or heard and don't remember, or just don't give a fuck about me, which I get, uh, <laughs> I'm going to film a movie. I'm, uh, I'm making my feature debut, uh, uh, directing a script that I wrote with a wonderful cast and a great crew. And, uh, it's called break. Uh, and it is the a love story that takes place in the span of a summer, sort of like a snapshot of a, a very specific time and place in, in all of our lives that I think we'll all be able to universally relate to, while also um, sort of taking the film and sort of highlighting the sort of uh, small town experience like where I'm from. So there's roller rinks, and there's tons of pot, and there's you know boredom, and there's love blossoming. And I really love it. Katie read it, and she loves it. Uh, Hell yeah! Everybody that's name involved. Name the name of your small town, dude. You gotta oh, show that yeah. pride. Canton, Illinois. Yeah, and go little giants. Uh, and uh, so yeah, that's where. If you guys feel like you want to contribute a little, you can do so. Uh, uh, it's break a feature film uh, on GoFundMe. Uh, any dollar or two you can throw my way would mean the world to me and make my life a lot better and help me feed people that are doing me big favors. <laughs> Um, but we're going to have great guests. We're going to have lots of people to fill in with Katie. Katie will be here. She's the ever fucking, she's the Plymouth rock of, <laughs> she's, of this fucking, of this podcast. She's the rock of Gibraltar. People are just going to crash into me. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Your pride rock from Lion King. <laughs> and, oh, no, it's pride rock. Okay. Yeah, I keep changing it. Yeah. Uh, okay, but they're cool. all rocks nonetheless. You're Dwayne the rock Johnson Good. of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're, well, he is very beloved, so that's a high compliment. You're Barbie and the Rockers of this party. Um, but not Jim. No, Jim. She's <laughs> truly outrageous. Uh, but we're not talking she about Jim. This outrageous. is not our part two Jim episode. No, though, no, no, no. Though I what strongly are we wish <laughs> we are talking about the 2004 mm-hmm. American remake. Yep. A film called Taxi, starring Queen Latifah. And Jimmy Fallon. Has there ever been two more 2004 leading names? Oh, it's so good. It's so solid. Ugh. Ugh. Is it, though? (laughs) Is it? Is it, though? Okay, so this one was my pick. Yeah. And uh, so here's here's why I'm going to lay this down for you guys. Lay the groundwork for me. I'm going to lay it down. So 2004, I was 11 years old, and yeah. which means I was like just about like I had hit puberty, but I hadn't figured out that I was gay quite yet. Yeah, you were so pre-gay. Yeah, just about and to be gay. Sub- <laughs> well, 
as sometimes like soon to be gays are like <laughs> that little like stage where you're just like well things are kind of different and you know i watched my mom's the firm tapes for no reason and yeah. don't work out but like okay but i don't know what that's about that's the only <laughs> thing that people do yeah. i mean i know i did um <laughs> and this movie came out and i saw it and i was like oh I like this because there's a, the villains of this movie are bank robbers who also happen to be Brazilian models for no reason. But, like, that wasn't – and I guess they're just ladies who like ladies, or at least Giselle is the, the main leader. And there's a point – I think I misremembered it. Because I had always remembered it as, like, her feeling up Queen Latifah as she's patting her down. Oh, it sure is not. And, no, it's the other lady. And I was, like, disappointed to rewatch it. Because, like, that, that's what I took away from it, like, in my weird, like, I spent, like, decades thinking about this movie and how, and that particular point in the film. And I completely misremembered it. So that was, like, really weird and eye-opening. Yeah, I, all I could. But yeah, it was like the first bit of like lady gayness I had ever seen, and it was in this fucking Jimmy Fallon Queen Latifah vehicle. <laughs> this ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. And vehicle, cool pun. Um, this movie is this movie is a goddamn mess. Uh, yeah, it's but real bad. that I, I all I could think of uh, throughout the film because you have mentioned this before. I'm like, oh, I wonder what part of this movie was Katie's sexual awakening. Uh, and, and I kept like thinking, I'm like, well, Latifah, Queen Latifah is a, a real confident gal, uh, mm-hmm. very, very voluptuous. And, uh, you love Queen Latifah. Oh, she's, she's, she's a rock in this movie. I think that, uh, she's mm-hmm. like you, you're like the rock of this podcast. <laughs> and, and, um, I don't know why I have rocks on the brain today. It's probably like crack I had you for do. breakfast. You do. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I think she really is the the strongest component of the flick, and she does stand strong. But even I mentioned uh, our friend Marissa last night, uh, uh, and she's like, "Oh, that's the that's the movie. That's the one where Katie fell in love, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> Queen Latifah gets her gets her going." Um, love of my life, Queen Latifah. So some weird background about this flick, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so this is... Oh, really quick. Yeah, go ahead. Did you have any previous history with this movie? No, or I've this never seen it. it. Yeah, I've never seen oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh... Uh, I, I remember it happening, but uh, <laughs> I no, 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 no. I've never seen it, and uh, I, I didn't really... I, I guess I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know the plot. I, I do... I have a very photographic or I don't know if photographic's the term, but I do have very like uh strong memories of like just like commercials and like movies that were out even if I didn't see them. So I remember it happening in like oh four. Uh Dude, dude, dude. The trailer where it's like he's armed, she's dangerous. Oh Jesus. It's so <laughs> Remember, this is the same year that Debs came out, so it all seems well, very consistent. It's Debs as fuck. Uh, in yeah, in like Debs uh, in the but here's what I I kept thinking that because when we're in we're, so we we get introduced to the villains of the movie, which as you said are like four Brazilian supermodels, right? And uh, yeah. for some reason, which is awesome, and I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> but the big difference is like. Debs is funny. Uh yeah. And like yeah. Debs is like playing it for shtick. This movie's like in like four or five different categories trying to be something it's not, so it's accomplishing none mm-hmm. of those things. Uh it wants to be really funny. In my opinion, it isn't. <laughs> uh it wants to be like kind of like action y and like bite the fast and furious like uh the hype of the of the era uh with like the mm-hmm. car shit. It doesn't accomplish it, except for like a few no. very interesting set pieces, which I was shocked they were able to do on twenty five million. Uh, so impressive yeah. there. Um, it wants us to think Jimmy Fallon is not annoying as fuck. Um, <laughs> th- doesn't accomplish that. Uh, I think that he's just working with what he's got because I think both of them like don't have a lot to work with within the script, and I do think they're really strong players. Both of them. Yeah, like, I think that they really carry this movie because otherwise it's just like a nothing. It, it's just a nothing. It is so. It's a it soulless is. remake. 
and let's talk about that because I didn't know until I kind of went down a little research uh, rabbit hole mm-hmm. last night. A little rabbit hole. So this was cool because I was like immediately I'm like based on uh, based on a story by Luc Besson, and I was like, oh my, yeah. the French auteur, uh, the <laughs> Mister Mr. Valerian himself. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I guess he made the, the the French movie called Taxi, which like warranted like three or four sequels. Do you know anything about mm-hmm. that? I don't know anything about that, but I was aware of their existence just because I've, I've this movie has a place in my heart. Yeah, I, I I don't know if it like I don't I I was shocked to find out that, and you know what, it shows sometimes because sometimes when we try to adapt like stuff, it ends up coming off really uh uh hollow, um mm-hmm. in, in Americana like I like the first season of The Office, which I really dig, but like a lot of people in general really dislike it because they were trying to like adapt and transition like British comedy, like kind of to the letter, like on some episodes uh, into like, you know, and that show, the American office ended up becoming a completely different thing and for the best. But mm-hmm. I just think there's, there's just always a barrier uh, when you're trying to transition, um, you know, stuff into our culture because, you know, Everybody, everywhere you go, everybody's got a different sense of humor. Everybody's got a different way of talking, thinking about things. Things are funny to different people, and I think that shows at times. But it also could just be a hollow dog shit script, and I'm apologizing. I don't know. Yeah, um, but option two could be a very real possibility. <laughs> uh, so it says here that the um, <laughs> I'm reading the the plot of Taxi, the French one. <laughs> Uh, so in this ver- in the French version, which we did not watch, uh, a dude is the fastest delivery man for a local pizza parlor, and <laughs> sets a new speed record. <laughs> and his car is equipped with various racing modifications. Uh, he's also skilled with a motorcycle. Uh, yeah, ba- it's basically the same. A German gang of robbers. They just gender bent and stuff and like kind of tried to make it. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is killing me. Um, <laughs> so that's that. Do you want to kind of uh, uh, break down in, in short, I guess, the, the, the gist of this movie, like what the plot is, yeah, who are sure. our players? Like this is your flick and I want you to sort of take the reins a little because I feel like a rambly piece of shit. <laughs> no, that's all good. So Jimmy Fallon is Officer Washburn, who, like me, can't drive for beans. He uh, has somehow crashed another police car into a bodega and gotten his license revoked. And he's just he's so close to getting fired from by his ex-girlfriend, who is the lieutenant where he works. And uh, he decides one day he hears about a bank robbery, our Brazilian models, and he's like, oh, fuck, I got to get to that. And what does he do? He takes a taxi to the bank robbery. Very uh, clever. So wacky. Good stuff. Yeah. And um, he runs into Queen Latifah's taxi. So Queen Latifah plays Belle, who is this messenger uh, who is very adept at uh, finding out how to get to places in New York. She's very quick. And she has just gotten her taxi license. And she's made all sorts of crazy modifications to her taxi. And uh, so he gets into her taxi, and they drive off, and they find the models, and uh, shenanigans ensue. It's a very, like, cat and mouse. They try to get the uh, bank robbers. The bank robbers try to uh, get away. And uh, there's a lot of, like, really dumb jokes because they're hot. Like, at one point, they pretend to be, like, just, hot foreigners when they get pulled over by like yeah. regular cops and they just have like a suitcase full of panties yeah you know like women do oh my god it like those robbers and one the the main one is giselle uh like yeah Boonchen or whatever the fuck like it's tom brady's wife that's that's how i even know who she is just because mm-hmm. i don't follow modeling closely i guess um, I also didn't know she had starring film film roles, so I guess I'm the dick here. Um, but I thought she was really good, to be honest. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that whole like that whole shtick of like we're hot women and that's kind of the extent of our character was weird. But at mm-hmm. least they were like 
the good news is at least they were like badass hot women yeah Uh, because they were like experts at their craft and they were like genius fucking bank robbers like they'd walk into a place and then there would be like four cameras and they would go boom 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 like four shots four cameras taken out like so that was impressive like they did they were um they were the the smartest guys in the room throughout the whole movie aside from queen latifah the other smartest guy in the room who's also a woman so i guess Mm -hmm. in that regard there's sort of a positive uh thread in the film that i i may have overlooked watching it last night at like 1 a.m so Mm -hmm. at least there's very capable women throughout 2004's taxi that is true. Well, like, and really the most incompetent person in the film is Jimmy Fallon. Far and away. And the movie doesn't hesitate for a goddamn moment to let you know. Like, this movie hates Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Like, Did, with a fiery passion. Yeah, same. You know? But <laughs> I, I get it. Uh, uh, especially seeing, like, 2004. Like, he looks like, speaking of women... He look. He looks like a lady with like with with like bad bangs in this mo- yeah. <laughs> in this movie. Like, and it was like it was cracking me up because I'm like, if I squint, Queen Latifah is starring opposite a very Jimmy Fallon looking woman. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm fucking around. I just remember when uh, <laughs> it's the same deal with like John Krasinski in The Office. I think I just don't like bangs. John Krasinski, I was like kind of watching the bloopers and I look over and messenger number three's name is John Krasinski. Whoa. I wonder if it's him. So I don't know if he's actually in this movie or if there's another John Krasinski. It would add up. I mean, it's, it doesn't seem like the most common name, but I don't know. There's a lot of Krasinskis in New York, maybe. Could be. Could be. Not that they necessarily cast him from New York. I'm a piece of shit. I haven't had coffee today. Um... So, yeah, there's that. Uh, and so, like, off the bat, I kind of want to bring up, is there some jokes in this movie that just super don't work right now? Like, in okay. 2018? I, I would say, hmm, I would say, like, maybe all of the jokes don't work. I, I've, got a, all of the jokes. I've got a couple that stick out. Um, yeah, okay. So, our, oh boy! So our introduction to Jimmy Fallon in this is uh, he's a uh, he's an undercut he's he's uh, on an undercover sting I guess oh, yeah. of like mm-hmm. these like Cuban drug dealers or cartel people or whatever the fuck and so he's dressed in like this like greasy ass hair slicked back ponytail and he puts on like this big ass mustache and he's just doing like a very racist like. Uh, like a Cuban accent, I guess. And like the stuff he's saying is like, oh, this is like, I had a really good teacher at DePaul, Michael McCarthy. He's a genius. Uh, And one thing he talked about when you're writing comedy is, you know, you can, you can settle for like the sort of surface level frat boy humor, which is, you know, oftentimes racist and sexist and homophobic and, you know, easy, low hanging fruit laughs, or you can be a writer and write something. And mm-hmm. a lot of times this movie settles for the former. Uh, yeah. Off the bat it does with that shit because uh, it's just, I mean, did that, gi- did that give you the cringe or am I overreacting? No, no, no. It gave me the cringe pretty hard. I had forgotten about the uh, racism. And but then. Again, speaking of racism. Oh, I got another. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the mom yeah has jungle fever yeah that was yeah so like she's in, we're intro to jimmy fallon's mother he lives with his mom kind of funny and uh he's got queen latifah and she's like oh jungle fever and i'm like Whew. <laughs> oh my that this is only 14 years ago and you can yeah, say that right? you can that say that really in a bad. mainstream film like for laughs i bet you white people were busting a gut in the theater all fucking <laughs> All 16 that went. No, honestly, people did go because this movie uh, more than doubled its budget. Uh, it had like, it made like 68. God damn it. With you and your mom? <laughs> uh, probably. Poor mom. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say your mom did not laugh at the jungle fever joke. No. <laughs> You're right. Because she's, she's a good woman. <laughs> that yeah. was It was fucked up. And I was like, I look, I'm watching my girlfriend Taylor and I'm like, did you just say that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, good God, man. Like, what the hell is happening? And uh, so that's like, 
off the bat, two things that stood out to me where I'm like, oh, what a different time to be alive. What about you? What kind of jokes were like giving you the cringe? Uh, well, oh God, there was some, anything really, like, again, this movie really hates, really hates Jimmy Fallon. It does. And like, oh God, like he has to carry around his badge and it gets like burned out, burned up and like during the shenanigans and he uses it to like hold his bills and when he has to do the give your badge and gun thing that always happens in these movies always. he just kind of like has to sadly like take it off like he's been using it as like a money clip and like <laughs> throw it at his ex-girlfriend he also is very aggressively trying to get back together with his ex-girlfriend and i think we're supposed to be charmed by it but like it, it doesn't land at all. No, no, it's weird. Not even a little. No, it's weird. Because, like, uh, honestly, to the point where I thought he was delusional, like, I mm-hmm. like it, it isn't to, like, ha- more than, like, halfway or something where we finally realize that he's not making that up. Because, like, she's such a dick to him and, like, for good reason because he's a piece of shit cop, uh, like, mm-hmm. throughout. And it's, like, he, I remember, like, early on, he's like, well, what about, you know, what about us? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you're you're an incompetent fuck, and this girl's awesome. She's a fucking lute- police lieutenant, <laughs> and like, I don't know any any th- anything that's like an actual story beat in this movie comes in chunks of um, chunks of uh, exposition that are few and far between. Um, mm-hmm. Like w- this movie is just like so airy. Uh, like something cool happened. Like there's like hardcore like action stuff at the beginning and then boring and then you get a cool action scene and then boring, boring, boring as fuck. And then you get a cool action Mm -hmm. scene with the bank robbers and like a couple chase scenes here and there, which again, the chase scenes they do and the stuff they were able to like do stunt wise for the budget they had, I am very impressed with. And, uh, I will, uh, that's a positive. That's in the, that's in the plus category for me. Good on Mm you. Good on you. Tim story, director of fantastic four and fantastic four rise of the silver surfer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) shout, shout out. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's good stuff, but it's just like, man, this movie's boring. And, uh, like, that's the problem. If there was more of that, or if you leaned into it, I guess I don't know what I'm advocating for. Cause if you, what, you spend a hundred million dollars and then fucking, the script still sucks. I don't know. What's the point? <laughs> so it definitely needed some rewrites. Cause again, I, another thing that didn't sit well with me was the drunk mom jokes. Oh yeah. Lots like, of those. Oh man. Jimmy Fallon's mother, like her whole thing is that she's just a raging alcoholic. It's like embarrassing. Just drinking and, blenderfuls man. of margaritas. Oh, like every time you man. see her, which I it's guess really is supposed bad. to like make us be okay with her racism, but it doesn't, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. Um, See, I do think I do think that he d- plays his character well because the character is supposed to be annoying. I feel like you're like, right. That's just how the like it's written, and he rises to the challenge. Sure, he like imbues this like just dude that's just beaten down by everybody around him, and you you believe that he's he could be a cop that's just like being kicked by everyone you're right and that's probably the thing like we're not supposed to like jimmy fallon in this movie so i think that's kind of the point i'll i'll throw on the tonight show and watch it and he's you know oftentimes a delight so like i Mm -hmm. I have no ill will toward jimmy fallon the man i think i have ill will toward jimmy fallon the character which is like often Mm -hmm. like the same character in lots of stuff um and you know maybe i sound like a prick (laughs) <laughs> but uh i yeah i just i, I get like i love queen latifah in this movie and like that's about it um yeah and the robbers she's they're really good she's so good and like like this is like peak era queen latifah um dude she had such a such a time because we, we had like bringing down the house and yeah. uh beauty shop yeah and all those classes. chicago what a time to be alive man yeah chicago She's so good in Chicago. Yeah, she was amazing. Like, she was crushing. I'm surprised that wasn't your sexual awakening. No. I know we talked about this. I remember when I uh, had mentioned that Queen Latifah was my celebrity crush, that, uh, for one thing, Marissa gave me a lot of crap about it. And then she proceeded to give me a lot of crap about it being taxi was the one that I was like, oh, I think I like the ladies. Because she's like, Queen Latifah is rough in that movie, and I am here for it. So I, I don't care what anybody says. Like, even though, like, it, the, the roughness is part of the appeal. No. She is so capable 
and knows all about cars, and at the very end, she becomes a NASCAR driver because movie. Oh, God. <laughs> After, of course, they defeat the um, model bank robbers. Yeah. So, like, let's, let's look at her through line here. So, Queen mm-hmm. Latifah, since she's the best, let's talk about it. Uh, okay. Hardcore bike messenger. We start off with, like, it's like premium rush JGL shit. With, like, her doing tricking off stuff and setting, like, land speed records. Gets her taxi license. Has been setting up her taxi, her ride, for, like, years. It's this tricked out fucking car that, like, when she flips a bunch of switches, uh, you can just tell this was birthed out of, like, the Fast and the Furious, like, hitting at the box office. Because it's, like, Mm -hmm. and, like, a console pops up with, like, all these buttons and, like, a spoiler pops out and, like, the front change. It's really bad CGI. And, uh... uh, license plate changes yeah which is cool and like uh it turns into like this souped up fucking street racing vehicle that you'd see like vin diesel driving and in fucking you know paul walker and shit so uh then she's like you know driving people really fast around town that's her big thing and we find out eventually in one of our weird exposition scenes that uh, she grew up listening to cars that they couldn't afford to go to the races, her and her grandpa, and so they were working on cars, and that's, like, why she likes it, and I want to be a NASCAR driver, which is, like, mentioned once. You have, like, she has, like, mm-hmm. a Jeff Gordon, like, sticker on, like, her mirror, and then, like, 40 minutes later, she mentions she wants to be a NASCAR, and then at the end of the movie, she's driving NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, I mean, I get it. Right. I can plot the trajectory here. Like, I, I can watch it, but it's like, okay, um, at least things are happening with Queen Latifah. She's the most, like, consistent um, thing. But what of her half-assed love story? Oh, what of her half-assed love story? So there's this beautiful man named Jesse. A beautiful man. Is beautiful man who is in essentially, like, this movie – this really stems from an era of like the '90s and early 2000s, yeah. where nobody was really making an effort about gender, aside from like, but what if men had like the women emotions, and what if women had like man emotions? Like, what if women were racing cars, and what if men like were setting up were, nice dinners and yeah, exactly, leaving and we're notes and... when like the race car wife or girlfriend when the race car girlfriend didn't show up oh they did do that didn't they that is interesting that's interesting i I mean it's there was a a whole era of that where it was like let's not try too hard except for reverse yeah and it's already been done sorely underexplored like does the guy have like he has like four scenes or something (laughs) it's always like like a phone call like uh, or like her fucking up and like all the while he's like the best guy ever because he still is like her like waiting for her and shit like her fucking lighthouse <laughs> and, yeah, and waiting yeah. for her ship to come in and shit because uh, like he sticks around he does get a little pissy but he does stick around um and he's also like a model but he does i mean not in the movie like, no not he's like, like a Robert he's like a rough model, and tumble but, but he's, he's a really like beautiful construction worker yeah i would say the most beautiful construction worker like he would go viral Maybe whatever there was yeah he would yeah. go viral and like have a modeling gig like that one guy in his mug shot uh yeah, just because yeah, yeah. somebody because he, he's just he's just a snack queen queen, <laughs> queen 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 latifah's queen latifah's man in this movie is daddy yeah <laughs> he, he's daddy af um there's no doubt so? there's, oh, man. there's no oh, doubt about great. it and uh i think he's too pretty to be a daddy like our daddy's like hairy and like gruffer i don't know <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm not what the kids are saying. I'm just trying to. Yeah. Fit, I'm just trying to fit in to all of our millennial <laughs> listeners. Mm-hmm. Like we're not millennials. I'm not a millennial. Yeah, I know I am. <laughs> I just like to throw it around like I'm not. Like, oh, these fucking entitled millennials, and I just like <laughs> stare in the mirror. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> what like is? A single tear. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, don't know how oh, to fill up, fill out a check properly, huh, Luke? Like, uh, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Also, um, Jimmy Fallon and this beautiful man have a very uncomfortable moment because the movie had to. Oh yeah, where, uh, it's set up that like <laughs> that like at one point Jesse thinks that like Queen Latifah has been cheating on him with Jimmy <laughs> Fallon, which is and stupid. Number one, Jimmy Fallon wishes. Yeah, no and shit. Number two. 
Like, then they have to do this whole weird race thing, which I don't oh, know why do. we always insist on More racism. This. Yeah, more racism. Or, like, the, the joke is, like, oh, the out-of-touch white guy is trying to use, like, you know, the, the quote-unquote black lingo, and it always fails flat. And like, like Jesse hasn't even given him like one inch, and it's so it's so deeply uncomfortable and unnecessary because Jimmy Fallon already sucks in this movie. Yeah, the character Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, not Jimmy Fallon. Again, he plays the, yeah, he plays the character quite well. Actual Jimmy Fallon. We're fine with actual Jimmy Fallon. Get off our back, listeners. <laughs> okay. He's fine. Imaginary audience, like Jesus somehow Christ. our Twitter will be inundated with like Jimmy Fallon fans, like. Being like, why, why are you like this? Robert, Riley, we like Jimmy Fallon. Okay? <laughs> All right. I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Look, Mom, I know you watch the show. Not ours, but Jimmy Fallon's. <laughs> um, oh, gotcha. Yeah, you can't watch ours. Um, the joke's dead. It's, we've, it's rants, rants, course. Uh, so... All in all, I think that, like, her story, because she is the main character for all intents and purposes, Queen Latifah, is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine. Um, but it's just, like, the script, the story, like, as you're watching, it just feels like a first draft, doesn't it? And, like... It totally does. I know it's, it can't be, but... It feels like somebody wrote this on assignment. Like, definitely. Like, it wasn't anybody's passion project or anything like that. Like, it didn't get like paid for it. Like, yeah, yeah, like, we got the rights to this. Can you just do something with it? And somebody was like, all right. And they did it, like, in, you know, a couple weekends, and then that was that. Then they just turned it in, and they were like, now it's a movie. Yeah, like, they took Luke, Luke Besson's script, and they're like, hey, can you switch it up so it doesn't look the same? And so they're like, all right, well, this this guy isn't a pizza delivery. He's a a girl who's a bike messenger. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, word, word, what else you got? <laughs> He's like, okay, so there's these German robbers, but now we'll make them men, and they're Brazilian models, and everybody's like, America, <laughs> and then it's like, Fuck you. and wow, how can we make this movie more American? And like this one fucking dude in the corner is drinking like an extra large Mountain Dew, and he's like, <laughs> NASCAR, and they're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so they just paint by number and make this shit, shit, shit script. And uh, yeah. it's different enough, and it's going to sell, and it's going to warrant four sequels. We'll get Taxi 5 in America, they think. But, yeah. it, but it didn't happen. Because it and sucks. I do think that this is interesting, because this isn't remembered in, like, the pantheon of bad No, movies. no, no, no. And it might be because of, I mean, like, the racism is very blatant. Right. But, like, on the whole, it's pretty harmless. Like, it's it's... It's pretty Not, harmless. It doesn't hate you. This movie doesn't hate you. No. It doesn't respect you, but it doesn't hate you. It's just hollow. And yeah, it's very hollow. It's a, it's a hollow, hollow movie. It's a paper movie. Uh, and it's just, it lost to the sands of time. But, you know, I had to resurrect it because, you know, my girl's in it. I'm fine. And I'm I happy thought, to give it a look. I thought it was worth returning to. Absolutely. And I, you know, I'm fine to give it a look. But here's the thing about bad movies. And, like, we've talked about it before. Oftentimes, the things we cover, you know, it's not a sin to be a bad movie. It's a sin mm-hmm. to be an unremarkable and boring bad movie. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, like if you're memorable, then holy shit, I, I, you got me. That's fine. If there's something I can latch onto, I'll probably love it. It, it. Like, I'm I'm, I'm not a fucking hard sell. You know what I'm saying? And I think mm-hmm. by and large, I don't think the world is like people are really like chomping at the bit and ready to hate things. And I think we've fallen into this really toxic uh, uh, reality and world of film criticism where everything is so fucking hyperbolic now uh, mm-hmm. where things are either the best movie or the worst movie and there's no in between. The fact of the matter is that's bullshit and there's lots of good movies and there's lots of bad movies but bad movies aren't a, a, a waste of time um, always in, in all cases um, as long as there's like something interesting going on and the fact of the matter is Taxi doesn't have honestly any of those elements to to make it stand out in the pantheon of like other films of the era i mean mm-hmm. i think the early 2000s in general is like an era that was you know well forgotten bad movie tastic i mean bad movie tastic but it's like it was sort of i don't think when I look back on it and I think about growing up in that time it always just felt like the fir- until we got to like 2000 and like 
seven, it felt like the mm-hmm. 90s plus. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the oh, early totally. The early 2000s, like 2003, is like more 90s than the 90s sometimes. Like, yeah. I, I, like, and I know that sounds strange, but like, think about the style, think about the music, like everything was just, uh, I don't think we as a culture had transitioned fully into something different the way we have in comparison to like, you know, look at 2008 versus 2018. Now that's a stark fucking difference. You know what I mean? In our Mm -hmm. cinema, in our culture, um, politics for Christ's sake, like everything. But in that time, I just think that it was um, just sort of like culturally, uh, artistically, just sort of stumbling to to figure out the next move. Um, and I don't think we really entered that era until like closer to the, closer to the 2010s. Yeah. That's interesting. Like the 2000s is a decade of trying to find itself. For sure. I mean, isn't and it how though? reflective that is in its filmmaking. Yeah. That, that's, that's an interesting point. That's just what I think about a lot. And like, uh, you know, and like think about that world of like Hollywood compared to now, where like mm-hmm. stuff like Iron Man hadn't happened, the Dark Knight trilogy hadn't happened. Uh, you know, I th- I think that Oscar movies and independent quote unquote independent, it's usually people with like movie stars in it, but you know what I'm saying? Like those films are just so much more into the like the main uh, uh, language of the average moviegoer. And you know what? Maybe social media has a lot to do with it. Um, Maybe. There's a Friendster reference in Taxi. And, uh, there is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. By Pat and my boy, yeah. Pat Oswalt. And I love Pat Oswalt, and he has a nice cameo in this for sure. Um, but it's like I, maybe that's part of it. We weren't uh, – we weren't – we had the internet in like you know the '90s and the early 2000s, but we were we were not yet at a time and place where knowledge and information and film and like uh, TV and stuff were being spread like uh, you know at the, instantly at the tip of our fingers. Like Orange Is the New Black drops on Netflix, and you know there's ten articles about it in 20 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we weren't in the era of, uh, of Netflix streaming and Amazon prime and Hulu. And like, we're like, we've lived through an, a Renaissance in the past five, six years. Uh, and they were still kind of, you know, treading water and figuring like, what do we do? What do we do with the internet? What the fuck is social media? Like, what's a mm-hmm. blog? Like newspapers are still the thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like we weren't, we weren't, uh, technologically devoid, but, it's, it was just nothing like we are right now. And I didn't expect to get on the soapbox of that. But when I sit here and think about it, it's sort of blowing my mind. It's a teenage decade. For sure. For sure. And it also, I think it also had the added pressure of uh, when that happened, it was all like, ooh, it's the future now. Yeah. But then it's like, what the fuck is the future? Yeah. We, our knowledge or our ideas of the future were like Jetson's era. And that's from like the 1960s version of the future. Yeah. We had to find our own future yeah and it's not it's not perfect <laughs> well, no <laughs> let's be honest it's not That's for sure but like it's like half perfect i would say mm-hmm. and then the other half voted for trump but <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh we're trying and uh i think um i think for all the the sort of um for all the negative connotations that come from uh, instant access and instant communication and how toxic Twitter and other places have become and, like, how uh, Mm -hmm. streaming networks are killing network TV and, like, video stores are going away, and that is sad. I think a lot of positive has come uh, from all that because there's just, you know, exponentially more outlets for people to get their voices out and when that happens Mm -hmm. we get away from a world where you know you're seeing taxi in theater like there's still shitty Mm -hmm. movies being made but there are just like too many talented people that are getting exposed at this point and getting like like thrown out and getting to like shoot their shot that Mm -hmm. i think we're getting better art because of it that's an interesting perspective i hadn't thought about it like that and and I think sometimes but, it does feel you know, like overload. There's too much stuff to well, watch. Well, like, I want to ask you one question. Because sure. I'm very interested to hear your opinion on it. So with the current state of movies, yeah. you, do you think that, like, the superhero big tentpole movies are overshadowing the, the indie loves, your indie loves? 
my personal indie love or the mainstream audience? No, no, no. Your personal view. No, no. Uh, no. I, I have my cake and eat it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obsessed with... I'll watch Avengers Infinity War 10 times. I'll go see Venom twice in theaters, uh, like all that shit. But I'm still going to go see Beautiful Boy in theaters uh, with like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet and like and uh, Steve Carell. So I'm still going to see First Man five times and cry my eyes out for my boy Chazelle. Like it's all yeah. about, yeah, it's like it's all about taste. And I know those aren't indie indie, but like uh, also I'm making an independent film. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like. Why not? No, no, I know, I know, but it's like I think that uh, for me personally, no, I get to have the best of both worlds, and I think it's important to to not just stay in one category. Like, I I would love um, I would love uh, to see a Marvel movie just as much as I would love to see uh, a really good, thought provoking, character driven story. Um, you know, last year we had. Uh, Thor Ragnarok the same month as uh, Last Flag Flying I believe and like that was uh, a a nice one-two punch and you just like it's nice that both those things can share the theater screen Uh, right now Mm -hmm. the movie theater I work at we have The Nun which is like you know gonna bring in the masses that are like in the the horror going crowd but we also have Searching you know what I mean where uh, with like John Cho which is like not necessarily indie but it's like unprecedented it's like redefining a genre in the way it's like going about this sort of suspense and thriller so it's just a, it's an exciting time to be a lover of all film that's so exciting that makes me very happy i also i feel very similarly because i get i, I do get excited about the new avengers movies and i do feel like a sense of like excitement whenever there's like you know i see the big superheroes that I personally enjoy, the more comedic ones, and I get to go to that and, like, have a good time. But I also am enjoying this, like, wave of documentaries that's been happening. Yeah. Like, that that, that suddenly RBG, uh, Three Identical Strangers, and Won't You Be My Neighbor are huge right now. Yeah. Like, and, all, almost all of the articles are on them. And, and, the and mainstream. I'm very excited about the time right now for watching movies. For sure. Yeah, and it's like... You know, when I when I go to when I go to make my list of like when I made my list of favorite movies last year, you know, the Florida Project and the Big Sick had a had a space at the top just as much as like, you know, the superhero movies and everything. Uh, this mm-hmm. year, this year, uh, eighth grade is going to be right up there with Infinity War. So I think that it's just it, uh, I'm always going to be like looking for all those things. It's just now we live in a time where those things are starting to float into the mainstream consciousness. And I think it's because we have the accessibility of people um, uh, with the internet and with streaming and with like uh, different writers, like finally looking at like different kinds of filmmakers and stuff. It's because uh festival is getting more of a, a, a voice and an outlet to stand on. And uh, it's because people, I think are somewhat fatigued by um, uh, some of the superhero films outside of the MCU because the MCU are always going to do gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, if you're mad at those movies, I think it's because we've had so many of those movies that will actually end up getting more of the opposite from uh, people that are like, I don't want to see this movie anymore. I'll make my movie, you know? So I win no mm-hmm. matter what. Like, I, 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 I'm set no <laughs> matter what. I'm a lover what. of both. Yeah, I get, I get everything I've ever wanted. I, I don't, you know, but I also am a big believer in if you don't, if you don't like a movie, you know. You don't have to see it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't watch it. Like, you don't have to. Nobody's required to like anything. I'm not, I'm not required <laughs> to like Taxi, and I don't. Uh, yeah, but no, I, no, nobody's saying that you do. But, I'm not even saying that you do. But I'm happy I watched it. And I'm like happy yeah. that it's like led to this conversation that I didn't expect to have with you. Very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all worked up yeah. now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm all, I'm all thinking about movies again. Yeah. And the optimism, I love your optimism for the state of movies and like, especially cause right. since you're, you know, a filmmaker and you're going to go do it yourself, like that's, that's so awesome that you, that you're in this time. Yeah, that I, you create in this time. It seems like the right time. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it seems like, and you know, like with with this this idea of uh, you know taking a crack at it, and maybe maybe nobody gives a shit. But uh, 
like the thing I've always wanted to do, and like as you know, as like fellow big Kevin Smith fans, is just like giving it a shot and. Mm-hmm. Why not just make a flick with your friends and who knows, like at least I tried to make a movie and uh, a lot of people that troll online and hate everything have, <laughs> haven't have uh, ever tried to do anything about that hate. They just don't like things. And I don't, we've said it a million times in the show, it's, it's not cool to not like things. Like mm-hmm. it's cool to talk about things you like. Like that's the fun. Like where's the fun mm-hmm. in getting worked up about things you dislike? That's just a waste of energy. That's just gonna give you a heart attack. <laughs> that's how but, I feel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very nice. So in essence, uh, time has marched forward. Yeah. And we're moving away from middling fare like taxi. Uh, and we it it's it's all good, folks. Like. It There's is. a lot to look forward to. It is. And that doesn't mean we're not going to still get the shitty studio comedy. I don't think those are dead. Like, I mean, we just had Happy Time Murders, which sucked. I mean, I, 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 oh, it did? Like, oh. I didn't see it. So, like, this is me being kind of a hypocrite. The stuff I saw, I thought was fine. I'm saying sucked from a perspective of it didn't make money. Like, mm. I mean, it did okay, but, like, I don't think it made the money they wanted. Sucks the wrong word. I should say bombed, kind of. Um, critics mm-hmm. didn't like it and I, I wanted it to be good. I want every movie to be good. Um, but like, I, I, you know, like there's movies like, uh, fist fight a couple years ago, which seemed like, uh, you know, a sort of like they, the, the studio comedies today just seem like spec scripts and like, we're moving away from like, I think studio comedy people like, um, like Judd Apatow hasn't made like flicks in a while. He's doing a lot of TV stuff and he's crushing, um, but, you know, for every Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg flick or for every Paul Feig movie, you'll get um, a 2018 taxi. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> but, taxi. Yeah, um, that's fine. No yeah. But yeah. like, you know, uh, I think the best thing to do if you don't like something is to, you know, you know, don't see it. See the things you like. Give the money to the people that have earned it for you. Um yeah, and if somebody likes taxi, let them like taxi. Yeah, please do. I want you to. Yeah. I like I I want to. Uh yeah. I, and I and there are things about this movie, there are things that I do like. Like I I, I give it up for this the the stunts. Whoever was doing these stunts, the both car and like uh otherwise, very impressive, very fun to watch. Um And I of course am very nostalgic for it as a, you know, a young gay. Yeah, as a as a young yeah. as a young gay. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. and me as a young straight, it has some merit in that regard for me. Good. And it should. And I understand, and I fully get it. Like, uh, and like, especially when I'm watching Giselle, just like uncomfortably, in my opinion, feel up that, uh, that police <laughs> officer against the car, like from both sides. Uh, uh, I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get the appeal. Good stuff. Um, and I, you know, Queen Latifah's a staple. She's awesome. Like, yeah, I, I'm never going to be. Yeah. Just, oh, for real. Just a total, just a total mm. honey. Um, mm. <laughs> and I like Tim's story. So like, there's definitely, I, I respect many aspects of the film. I just wish that, you know, it picked like one of the six lanes. It was like, like setting up and capitalized on one of them. And it doesn't really. So like this mm-hmm. is me just being a story snob. Uh, like I'm all I'm I like all these stories. I just wish they would have done one the proper way. Like they plant a lot of seeds and didn't grow any plants. Word, word. Water your plants, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Water those plants. I guess that's what I'm saying out of, out of all this. <laughs> mm-hmm. If I'm saying anything. Well. Any final thoughts for our lovely listeners? Oh, final thoughts. Um, no, I, 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 not really. Um, please donate to my movie if you want. <laughs> uh, break. That's a, a great final thought. A, I love that. A feature film on GoFundMe. It's nothing like Taxi. Um, mm-hmm. Though I wish I had $25 million to play with. That'd be amazing. I'd be feeding my, I'd be feeding my actors steak and lobster every night. Um, uh, other final thoughts. My cats peed on things today. Um, for the first time in a long time, bug and Willoughby. Willoughby. Uh, I had a very cool pizza planet shirt from target. It was white. Uh, they peed on it. Yeah. Uh, that's how I woke up and I'm, and I'm really pissed off about it. 
Um, mm-hmm. But Taxi was an, an easy watch and a, and a mercifully easy watch, I might add, because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch it till very it's late. The fair I usually subject you to. Nah, you know, I, I, I've, <laughs> I've made you sit through some dog shit films. So glad I watched it. Good suggestion. Excited for more. Excited to listen to you. Uh, across a few other people, we're hoping to get uh, Jake Wiseman back in the booth, Jake S. Wiseman uh, back in the booth to talk with Katie. Um, we're hoping to get our producer and engineer Tom Hush of No Coast Cinema fame, one of the what? one of the bad boys of Chicago Film Podcast here in the booth with Katie. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some other surprise guests, but like the rock of Gibraltar, Katie is. <laughs> She will be here. Like she's the third rock from the sun. Uh, excellent, and excellent. I, and I'm Sweet the reference. Sun. Yeah, thank you. What about you? Final thoughts on Taxi? <laughs> Final thoughts. I'm glad I returned to it. It didn't hold up in terms of my uh, rose-colored glasses nostalgia, but I kind of figured, considering I picked it for this podcast. But it, I'm glad I came back to it. It gave me a perspective of that time. Yeah. And I'm glad I got to talk to you about. I'm glad I got to talk to you about it. And I'm going to miss you. Oh, you're gone. I'm gonna miss you. We'll be we'll be in touch. I'll be having like at least three anxiety attacks a day. So I'll I'll try to I'll try to spread <laughs> I'll try to spread it out and text different friends each time. So I'm not bothering everybody. Cool. So I'll, I'll we'll stay in touch. And um, uh, also I wanted to mention this and I never got to. Did you ever play Crazy Taxi? Uh, no. It was like an arcade game, which then made it onto like consoles. It was on like, a, I had it on Sega Dreamcast, but basically mm. the concept of the game is you're just like picking up people and like speeding around town, like in a taxi and like get collecting money if you drop them off on time and yada, yada. And like, that was fun as hell and arcadey, but super fun. And that's what this movie reminded me of. So in that regard, I was like, nice. I kind of wish they just made a, <laughs> I, they kind of should have just made a crazy taxi movie and I would have been all about it. Uh-huh. That seems like something it would have made in like 2020. 12, like a movie based on the game Crazy Taxi. Yeah, 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 yeah. In, in totally. In this like world. With battleship and everything. Yeah, to me. But that was my that's actually my last taxi thought. <laughs> okay, cool. Alrighty then. Shall we wrap this up? Let's wrap it. For bad movie brunch. Right. I've been Luke Taylor. <laughs> I've been Katie Grotzinger. Have a good one, guys. Love, 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 love.